I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year and welcome to the... Rover Report Player Ratings Podcast. My name is Anthony Watterson. I'm joined by Niall Bromley. How are we doing, mate? Um, I've, I've just woken up, mate, to be honest. <laughs> I've had I've just had a nice 90-minute sleep. I don't know about you, but uh, I have just woken up. I'm, I'm, I feel fresh. <laughs> spot on, spot on. And, and also, Player Ratings experience of uh, Malcolm Dugdale. How are we doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Um, obviously, good to have the football back on, but sort of not like that but we'll get into that a bit more later on but yeah I'm, I'm well and that's the main thing at these challenging times isn't it you know but yeah yeah nice to nice to have a chat with you boys again after a couple of weeks off yeah I mean we'll, we'll get straight into it why not um, Sunderland have come off the back of a nil-nil draw away to Northampton Town not much has happened um, obviously Sunderland's first game in three weeks Niall after the you know the Covid outbreak we didn't look match fit, did we? The players didn't particularly look match fit. Um, struggled on. We've got a draw. It's kind of what are we? Are we expecting any more than that? Really? Yeah, it's it's hard to criticise, isn't it? I think um, it would be very harsh to kind of slate the team after that because, like you say, they looked lethargic, didn't they? They looked they looked not what they looked like anywhere near what they looked like against Lincoln, which is what I would say was a fully fit Sunderland team. You know, they, they were nowhere near that level. They looked leggy all the way through. The organisation, everything was there, which which is obviously a good thing. But, you know, it, it, to be honest, I think from the first sort of 10 minutes, you could see that there, was, there wasn't much energy in that team today. Really, it's it's half remarkable that they've ended up getting a point and, and keeping a clean sheet because it was, yeah, it's uh, it's one of them. But but like I just touched on, yeah, I, I find it very difficult to criticise because, you know, a lot of these players had COVID sort of 10 days ago. We just weren't ourselves at all. Yeah, just touching on that again, Mel. I mean, we, we don't know. We haven't been privy to who has actually had the disease or, or anything like that. But, you know, there's still, you know, Will Grigg out, uh, George Dobson out. You know, even if with injury, we've got Denver Hume, Luke O'Neill, Carl McFadgen. So there's still a lot of players missing from it. And, it, I mean, we don't know how, how how long we've been training this week or anything like that. But a lot of a lot of the players on the pitch today did look very leggy, didn't we? So it's a little bit of a, a worry considering we're missing another week next week with the Fleetwood game being off. It is a bit of a worry, aren't you? Right, but it's it's also an opportunity because that means we've kind of got a week and a half, maybe. When's it's the Papa John's Trophy game next? I think, isn't it? Which is probably yeah, yeah. midweek. You know, we've we've got a week and a half to try and you know get back into the groove. If you think about it, we were supposed to play at Akron on the twenty um, ninth 
and the academy was supposed to reopen two days before that, but we had to cancel or defer the Accrington game. So even if you assume they resume training on kind of Wednesday or Thursday, they've had two days and half of them have still got a lung full of green stuff, you know what I mean? So it is two points dropped because we need to get our points average back up above two to have a chance of, you know, being in the top two. Should we have expected much more? Possibly not. We didn't lose and I think we probably would have lost that game with some of our prior managers at the helm who aren't as attacking minded as Johnson is. So yeah, it's it's a diff- difficult balancing act having that period of downtime before this game and then to the next game but I'm hopeful now that most of the squad are healthy the next 10 days or whatever it is we've got it can really get them drilled and get them fit and get them hungry you know because we need to pick these points up yeah you're right I, I agree I agree with that I think it's you know very very difficult to you know really be too critical although I want to be you know because it's another two points drop but and you just don't know how bad some of these players have had this, you know, it's affected in a lot more than sport, hasn't it? And, you know, the, the the kind of priority is health and safety of the players. So, you know, we'll we'll go into the game. So we, we had the first chance of the game um, through a free kick. Charlie Wyke probably should have done better from a free kick. Mal, um, really, really good ball over. Should be hitting the target there, you know, three out of six yards out. I agree, yeah. Um, he had another chance in the second half as well, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But um, mm. again... You know, rustiness. Um, I'm not convinced by Charlie White in the air, to be totally honest, you know, and and I don't think he bosses aerial challenges as much as his reputation and his, his stature suggests he should. But yeah, he's he's got to put that on target. He's got to exercise the goalkeeper and he didn't. Um, and in a game of very few chances, um, and I'm not giving them excuses, but the pitch did look bloody bobbly as well. You know, it was mm. pretty messy pitch. Um, he's got to do something with that um, and he didn't. So... Disappointing, um, but yeah, you've the minimum he's got to do is is work the goalie a bit, and he didn't, unfortunately, for them. Yeah, it did look like now that that was going to be our only way of scoring today. For the entirety was set pieces, wasn't it? Because we we couldn't play our free flowing stuff that we showed against Lincoln, probably down to the pitch, but also down to our final ball was pretty pathetic. Yeah, mate, it it looked like it. You know, it, if we were going to win that game, it, it would have been the ball was just going to drop in the right place, wasn't it? It was going to be, you know. I don't think it was going to be after a you know a, a free flowing move, um, you know, which we got in the final third after a lovely few passes, and then and then you know put the ball in the back of it, an empty net. It was never going to be like that, was it? It was always, as you say, set piece or you know a, a lucky penalty or something like that to to win that game because, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I just feel like I'm repeating myself uh, because. Like I just said before, there was just there just wasn't enough energy in the lads today, um. But I do give them the benefit on the doubt on that, and it's it's as simple as that. You know what? I, I understand it. I see, like as you touched on, we don't actually know who's who's had the virus. We don't know who's been ill. But judging from that today, that was not a fully fit squad. And as Mal touched on, the they probably started training on on Wednesday, um. So yeah, that you know, as I said before, again, repeat myself, but I I find it pretty impressive that they managed to come out of it with with a point um but yeah certainly if we were going to score it was going to be from a set piece something to just drop our way or or a bit of magic but unfortunately the magic wasn't there today yeah i, I want to i want to talk about the referee for for a little bit i mean we oh, kind please. of haven't really gone into <laughs> league one standard referee in this season because to be honest i think as a as a as a whole the standards kind of improved this year from what i've seen it hasn't been anywhere near as bad until the day. So Lee Doughty, the referee, I mean, he books Charlie Wyke for, you know, the goalkeeper blasting the ball uh, out and hits Wyke in the back, um, 
White gets a yellow card. Around about five minutes later, Josh Scone gets cleaned out on the halfway line, which is a really bad tackle. No booking, no nothing. I mean, I think Grant Leverton nearly gets booked for dissent. Mm. And then round about five minutes after that, Lee Burge clears the ball, you know, from a goal kick out, hits their player. They nearly score from it. You know, they try to chip Lee Burge. It goes out for a goal kick and the referee doesn't give anything. I mean, what on earth was going on there, Mal? <sighs> yeah. Um, I don't know if I agree that refs are better this year. And I think we've just seen a lot less games by now. Possibly. We haven't, had, we haven't had as much chance to experience the shite, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah he was inconsistent. And you've got to expect a little bit of that at this level. Um, but when you've got two challenges very similar to each other, White's getting a yellow card and their attacker didn't get a yellow card, seemingly because he half ducked. You know, he was still way too close to the goalie. Uh, he um, knew what he was doing. It's he ridiculous. knew exactly what he was doing. You know, and, and I'm, I'm just pleased... You know, the lads didn't let it boil over because it's easy in frustrating situations like that uh, that, you know, people can get a bit lippy. And a couple of them, you know, Skewen was already on a yellow. Um, obviously, White was. And, you know, the situation could have got quite ugly. But it's I'm not sure if there's any point really complaining about it because they're just going to be like that. They're just bloody awful. Yeah. Um, and the ref, the ref has to kind of give a couple of things our way eventually, you know, um, from a poor decision in our benefit or something. So, so yeah, but it's, uh, for me, we've just played less football, so there's been less bollocks ref decisions. It's as simple as that. He did give us a big, uh, kind of a big talking point just towards the end of the first half when uh, one of the lads ran through and got taken, well, did he get taken down by Lee Burge or not? He, he got given a yellow card for diving. Yeah. Now, did you think that was the correct decision? Of course, Burge doesn't move. If you see, he's literally Burge. He doesn't move. He doesn't, you know, yeah. he's standing still. He's ran past him and then fell over. Burge has got his hands in his head, in, the, in the air. Nah, it was, that was always a dive. And if you looked at the, you know, the the forward, was it Adams? Might have been Adams. I don't know for them. Um, it looked like, you know, after he didn't complain to the referee, did he He got his yellow card and, and sort of ran off. No. Um, I think everybody knew that was a dive. It was it was the right decision. But as Malk says, yeah, we're right in the sense that we haven't seen them enough at all to kind of criticise as much as what we did last year or the year before. You know, it looks like, you know, the, the consistency consistency, sorry, in this league is the biggest fault with the referees. I mean, as you said, how can they give one thing for us, not give the other thing to Northampton? Every time that whistle blew, you seen him, he, he, it just felt like he was always pointing at Northampton way. Every single time, you know, there was, mm. there was 50-50s that were happening quite often and he was giving them to Northampton. And, it, you know, it just, it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, You know, there, there was always that old rumour that the home team will get decisions like that because of the crowd. Well, there's no crowd there, so... You know, like, no. who, well, you know, it 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 didn't really make much sense. Like I say, very inconsistent, a bit a bit clueless. But yeah, I mean, luckily, there's there's nothing happened which which you know is is costed a defeat. And I think obviously with that one with the with the goalkeeper, I think if they'd actually scored from that, then we we would have been sitting here and feeling a lot more deflated than what we are. You know, it, yeah, it would have been absolutely furious by it. So, unfortunately, now we've got to just live with it because we are League One. That is where we are. That is, you know, the level we're at, and that is the referee and we're going to get. And if the referees were any good, they'd probably be, you know, pulled up straight to the Championship or the Premier League because, you know, even they're struggling with referees. So, yeah, that's that's why we're left <laughs> with the shite. Might, might get a might get a seat at Stockley Park getting VAR all yeah, wrong. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, well, we'll go on into the, into the second half again. I mean, nothing much has happened, but a really, really good chance for Charlie Wag off a corner. Um, you know, it, it bobbles down to him. He's 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 kind of falling back backwards, but manages to scoop it over the bar. I mean, 
you know, you get when we're not playing well, when teams aren't playing well, the, the good teams, when you get one chance, it goes in. And this is probably the problem with us. Even though Charlie's done relatively well all season, you, you need him to score them goals, don't we? Because that was the one chance. Yeah, I agree. And um, he was, you know, in his in his credit, he, he the, the defender was, you know, making it as difficult as he possibly could. You know, he was kind of all over him and they were manhandling each mm. other. I'm not suggesting it was a penalty because I don't think it was, but, you know, they were, they were proper mixing it up uh, and he was falling backwards as he stuck his leg out at the ball. You know, sometimes they go in um, and we would have been over the moon. Um, sometimes they don't uh, and that one would have been a better rugby conversion than a shot on goal, I think, because it went <laughs> into Rosehead, I think, if Rosehead exists at Northampton Town. I don't think they've no, got a Rosehead. Maybe a Rosehead, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, like you say, when, when things are going your way, you win ugly with goals like that. Um, but uh, but he's he's had a go. Um, can't criticise the lad. Just didn't have the rub of the green on top of the challenges we already talked about. I was surprised that it that it was. I, I thought it was offside or, or it was a foul or something because everyone. It just seemed like everyone stopped and it, it looked like he had yeah. so much space. And then, as you say, he kind of fell down. I, I was. I just thought, oh, that that's been blown up for something. I was really surprised afterwards when mm. when it wasn't. Even the commentary stopped, yeah, didn't yeah. it? Like the Frankie and Danny even stopped because it was just. I think everyone thought it had been given. Yeah, as foul. I, it was. No, a, it was a confusing one, wasn't it? But as as Mark said, yeah, you know it. There was there was stuff going on in that box. He's falling over it. You know he's getting under it, um, and he's called Charlie Wake. So we can't really blame him too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and like I say, that's probably it for the whole game. I mean, you know, we're we're literally struggling to, to think of anything else. So <laughs> we might as well go on to the player ratings. You know, as we'll start the new year as how we ended the last year. As me rating Lee Burge, and me probably rating Lee Burge as a six. I'm basically I'm basing it on kept a clean sheet, did everything that was asked of him. Which wasn't much, but again, I think he's yeah, I think he's just looking as if he's our number one goalkeeper now, which I know there's not that much competition in Remy Matthews, but he is doing his job relatively well now. So, you know, fair play to him. <laughs> got nothing more to say about that one. We'll go on to Conor McLaughlin, Niall. Um I mean you've spoken off there, I think you've got quite a um consistent mark for every player. So yeah. we'll start you off with Conor McLaughlin. I think mine are gonna be quite controversial. I might get a bit of stick tomorrow for mine. Ah you're used to it by now. Ah, that's true. How <laughs> different they are. Yeah, uh, I gave Conor McLaughlin a five. Um you also said something off air and which which I agree with in the fact that you see him as more of a an inside sort of centre half, a right sided centre half. I agree with that. I think I think he's better off there as well. Um I don't believe he's got the pace to pay to play right back. Um, but yeah, I don't think he did too much wrong. I don't think he did too much right. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a number five. He was just solid in the middle. Yeah, he's just not attacking enough for me for a right yeah. back. He's just yeah. an attack. But if that's not his fault, it's just you know he's a defender. So you know it's, it is what it is with him. Um, we'll go on to a lad who's not a left back now, but did very well. I thought uh, Dion Sanderson. Yeah, Sanderson was uh, was one of the better showings today uh, for the team in a difficult and pretty flat game, as we said. Um, you know, he won the ball in the air a fair bit. Um, he's confident on the ball, even though the pitch was a bit bobbly. He's playing out of position. Um, you know, he, he played a few decent through balls and passes, whereas some of the other lads at the back played too many long balls for me and they were a bit aimless and in, inaccurate, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I actually gave um, Sanderson a seven. I thought he was he was definitely worthwhile of a six as an average performance, but he had a little bit more um, than the two wide players at the back. Um, so, you know, he, he, he had a good showing and I'm hoping 
that that little kind of um, demonstration of what he can do even when out position gives him a better run of games in the side because I think he's worth a chance compared to some of the other players we've got in that back four at the minute. Where we put him and what's ideal, I'm not sure. I would have put him right back because I think he has got the pace that McLaughlin hasn't. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, yeah, a good showing and a, and a solid seven for me. You might think that's a bit generous, guys, but I think that's what he deserved. No, no, no. I'm, Adam is a six, but seven, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with it, to be honest. Um, Bailey Wright, again, I mean, my, my marks might be consistent as well, but I've got a six for him. I uh, thought he dealt with the striker sell relatively well. Um, won majority of the headers that game is where, you know, looked steady again. Um, and we'll move on to Tom Flanagan now. Yeah, uh, I think you'll be surprised by this. Uh, I've gone for a five. <laughs> um, I think he was, again, all right. Um, you know, he was... The thing is with Tom Flanagan, I, I like Flanagan. I think he's versatile. I think he he looks like a danger from set pieces as well. And, and he has scored a, a few mm. for us. So I do like Tom Flanagan, but I think the day going forward, he never really looked much of a threat. And I think at the back, he, he did his job. He did it sufficiently. Northampton didn't really have much going forward, so it's it's hard to kind of say, you know, it was one of them clean sheets where everyone, you know, backs to the wall and, and everyone's put 100% in because it wasn't like that. But it was still, for me, uh, Tom Flanagan is just uh, uh, like like exactly the same I said um, about McGrotten. He didn't do too much right and he didn't do too much wrong either. So, yeah, it's it's just a number five. Yeah, and we'll go to Grant there, better, man. Uh, I thought Grant had an OK game. Um, but I don't think he bossed the midfield enough. Um, games like that where, you know, I think I think Northampton tactically made a good decision by playing kind of, th- I think they were 3-5-2 or 3-5-1-1, something like that. They tried to match our midfield. They, they tried they? to flood yeah. the midfield so that we couldn't yeah. play through with them with a the football that Johnson clearly likes to try and play. Um, and in that situation, I think Ledbetter's got a, Get get either beyond that line of five or steer tight to the back four and try and boss that midfield and run it a bit better. But we were we were allowing them to press us too much, um, especially in the early phases where Northampton looked quite tidy. Um, I gave um, I gave I gave the man Ledbetter a six in the first half, uh, but I only gave him a five in the second half because I think he dropped off. I don't know if he's mm. been poorly with the uh, the COVID thing. I don't know. Um, so I'll I'll give him a five and a half if we can do some decimals this week just to stop well, yeah, Niall from giving everybody <laughs> fives. Um, yeah, again, you know, Spoiler I think he was, he was he yeah, was he was <laughs> he, he was below below his own capability. Um, but we don't know what factors are related to that. So yeah, five and a half uh, for me for for Big Grant, and well done yeah. to him for goal of the month. By the way, he deserved that by a country mile. Yeah, um, congratulations, yeah. Grant Ledbetter. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I'm going to join the five club here um, because I've got Josh Scone as a five, and he nearly got lower. To be honest, I just, I, I just don't, I don't rate Scone that much. I must admit, and a lot of lads on our WhatsApp group do, but he, yeah, for me, he's just he doesn't do enough as a he's the the attacking part of our midfield. Uh, I think in the first half there was a McGeady put a wonderful cross over, and he just didn't. Want either want or he didn't had attack the, it, did he? Yeah, yeah it, I didn't even want or he didn't have the knowledge to attack that. And um, if that had been anybody else, that had been say you know White, White probably possibly would have attacked that. And I th- also thought he was looking to stay on the pitch because he got a yellow card and then gave yeah. a free kick away, which was another yellow card offence. It was you know it was poor. Um, so I give him a five, and I thought he was yeah I thought he was looking to stay on the pitch to be honest. But we'll move we'll move on to um the now very clean shaven 
<laughs> all over on top. <laughs> Max Power, Niall. Yeah, I loved it. What 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 a look. I love that. He looked, he looked hard he looked at least. Hard didn't he? as nails. He looked he did. He, he looked, looked fresh out of the bar didn't he? Absolutely <laughs> hard as nails. I'll never forget, Ant, the first time I met you in person, you actually said to us, How does Connor Bromley have a brother that looks so hard? And that was the fact that I had a, a shaven <laughs> head. Did I. Um, and that was the fact I had a shaven head. So I'm um, same with him, you know, he just looked nails in there. Yeah. Uh, you'll be shocked by by the score I've given him again. It's you know, I think it will turn up a few heads. So I have I've given him a five. Um I thought he was uh, again just average. Um again I I, I want to get forward more. Just didn't 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 want to make mm-hmm. them runs. I don't know. As uh, Malcolm touched on before with Ledbet, I, I don't know, we, we don't know who's had the virus. I don't know if he has, but he, it, it, today he looked leggy. He looked leggy from the off. Um, You know, he wasn't chasing balls down like he normally does. He wasn't, he wasn't, you know, getting back as, as quick. Um, So, yeah, he was pretty, didn't just non-existent. And, and you know, for me, um, apart from the fact he looked like uh, he wanted to kill everybody, he just, <laughs> you know that that was it really so yeah um a, a number five for him but i do like max power as a footballer i think he's a good player and i, and I like his heart i think he he does you know he, he does put everything into it um so for me if today with that performance there's a reason behind it and and i reckon he's he's just not fit he's not he's not as fit as what he normally is and and that's what i'll put it down to because I, I do think normally he's one of them players that you know you can tell he's passionate and he he, you know, he might have bad games, he might have off games, but I would never criticise his work rate, whereas today I am. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, we'll go on to Jack Diamond, Mal. Um, yeah, looked off, looked off to me. Yeah, yeah, what did I give Jack? Bless him. Um, yeah, I, I thought he had a really quiet first half. I think their man marked him out of the game quite well, mm. which is a little bit concerning because I think that was the same situation, the game against um, AFC Wimbledon before the COVID break. You know, people are starting to overload one side, knowing that he's going to have a go. Um, and you know, he had a really quiet first half. Second half, um, before he went off, I thought again. You know, he he seems to be taking the ball too static, so that's partially not his fault. He needs to be, you know, fed in behind to break them up. Um, so it's not it's not all down to him. Um, I gave him I gave him a, a five in both halves which is a bad score for Young Diamond because he's a star player on any given day of the week. Um, but I think the combination of the congested midfield and the lack of precision final passes meant that he just didn't get them turned and didn't get them on the back foot. He did a couple of times. He wasn't as um, as lackadaisical as, as some of the players today. Um, but yeah, not his best showing, so five for me. I think as well you've got to, with, with Diamond because he is still very young, and he hasn't played that much football. You've got to expect sometimes these games will happen from him, you know, because it's inexperience, isn't it? But you know, hopefully he can improve on that one because he wasn't great. Um, yeah, he was having a go though. To be fair, and now and he again was, he was having yeah. a go. Um, fair play, and we don't want him to stop going. doing that yeah. because he's, you know, that's what we need out of people like him. We need them to take mm-hmm. people on because they can beat them. But yeah, not his best game, but not his worst. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I've gone Aidan McGeady. Ah, uh, I want to go four, but. Because he did put three or four really good crosses in, which we didn't have anybody else on the end. I did lift him up to a five just before he got subbed off. But I just thought he wasn't... I just didn't think he got into the game as much as what he should have done. But again, we don't know. He missed the Wimbledon game. So we're thinking he possibly is one of the ones who contracted the, the virus. So, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll probably let him off with a five. Uh, we'll move on to Charlie Wyke, Mr Bromley. 
Um, I've given him a, no guesses. I've, I've given him a ten. Um, <laughs> I thought he was what, five for each half. <laughs> it, it was like watching Dennis Bergkamp. It really was. But yeah, so I've given him a five. Uh, yeah, he missed that goal. Like watching chance. Les Dennis, not man Dennis Bergkamp. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've thrown us with that. <laughs> you've totally thrown us off course with that I'm just thinking Les Dennis playing up front for something aye um, but, no he was he was yeah as as Mark said in the air not enough missed the golden chance you know it was it came to him and I think he thought that it was offside or something as well it was a, a little bit of confusion but he still should be putting them in the back of the net as a forward you know as mm. you know his instincts it should, it should have been a goal um, but yeah it's you know, he didn't have that much service today. There, there wasn't anything really today. Um, so, yeah, I think it's harsh to give him any lower than the five, but I certainly wouldn't be giving him any higher. So, yeah, it's it's an average, bang average, number number five for Charlie White. Yeah, no worries. I'll just quickly rattle off all the substitutions because I've given all of them a five. <laughs> <laughs> Chris McGuire, Linda Gooch, Ed O'Brien. Yeah, all fives. I, thought, I actually thought O'Brien did, did a lot better than what he has been doing recently when he came on, so I thought he did a really good run towards the end, but we're saying Adrian Bryan's in a really good run, pretty sure sums up his Sunderland career. The other two, I just don't think, affected the game at all, which is what we were hoping for. I will say, and we'll probably get onto this actually with the rate of the manager, I do think the sub should have been made a little bit earlier, but you know, like I say, we'll get onto that. We'll we'll have a quick man of the match from from each of you. We'll start with Malk. Um, yeah, I, I think I would have to give it uh, to Young Sanderson. I think he was the most promising player in the back he got forward when he could. He made less mistakes. I mean, Flanagan hoofed it out straight to touch a couple of times. That really wound me up or did long balls that were never going to come off. Um, so him and him and Wright were the strongest uh, defensive players for me. But yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Sanderson. And like I said earlier, um, I hope he gets a bit more of a run in the team um, because he, he, d- he certainly deserves it. And we need to give the lad a chance to see whether he's worth extending his loan um, or even considering... You know, bring him on board fully if if there's scope to do that in the agreement. Um, but yeah, Sanderson for me, I think he was Sanderson. one of the best on the park. Yep, no worries, uh, Neil. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, Sanderson. Um, you know, I think he he mm. tried to improvise a bit as well, which was nice to see. You know, there was he had that shot. Yeah, it, it did go to Roji, as, as you said. But um, you know, it was he, at least he's having a go. He, you know, he realised that the you know there was no energy, there was no getting forward. It's best off to to take the shot on, and and there was a couple of chances as well. He, he he tried a couple of crosses into the box as well, which was nice to see. And um, as Mark touched on earlier, he was strong. He was you know he, he won he won virtually everything in the air. He was he yeah he was he was the one sort of half shining bright light today. I think for Sunderland, and I'd, I'd I'd be very surprised if if anyone else was to give anyone else the the man of the match because I think he was the only one that showed a bit of promise for us today. Ah, uh, clean sweep. Playing sweep Deion Sanderson, like literally what you've all just said. Um, so we'll go on to rate the manager with um yeah, I've gone for a five with him. Um, just going nice and nice and average. And just the one thing I wish he made his subs earlier, uh, Lee Johnson, but that I've got no more. I kinda like I said, I just can't criticize it too much because we don't know what's going on. So uh Niall, have you have you gone five again by any chance? Well, I mean I only I didn't actually rate them during the game because I wait, to be honest, I totally <laughs> forgot. Totally forgot about it, so I'm gonna change it up just because, uh, just because to to make sure it's not a clean sweep of five. So I'm gonna give him a five. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a five. He was just, yeah. as you say, you have no idea what's been going on at that club. He's you know he's he's had a 
play a team that didn't look fit, didn't look match fit, didn't look ready, but still looked organised. So I think I find it hard mm. to criticise him. Um, but as I say, we, we have no idea what's what's gone on behind closed doors. Um, and he's he's had a lot to deal with. So yeah, it's it's just a straightforward, straight down the middle, number five. Finish it up, Mal. Yeah, yeah, I feel harsh giving him a five, so I might give him a six. And the reason I'm I'm shading between the two is we really don't know how bad that squad was with respect to health and readiness for the match. And we're talking about bring the subs on earlier, but who knows, there might have only been the two or three that we brought on that were actually fit enough to come on, if you know what yeah. I mean, uh, because of the potential game, impact of the health. For instance, I think the game was crying out for Embleton to come on for Scowan, both to take Scowan out of a danger of a red card because he was really lucky just on half-time not to go off, as you touched on, and but also so that there's somebody in the middle of the park driving through through the static lines that they were putting out because, you know, Scowan wasn't doing that very effectively. As we've touched on, Power wasn't either. So I'm going to give him a six, giving him the benefit of the doubt of what he had to play with um, and he might not have been able to put subs on any earlier because half of them probably couldn't breathe properly. Um, mm. But, you know, good luck to them getting better over the next couple of weeks for the next game. Um, and hopefully this is, you know, two points out of six, fair enough. Uh, it could have easily been zero points out of six and it wasn't. So yeah. we just try and get back on the bus in 10 days' time or whatever it is in the Cup games. Yeah, fair play. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll finish that off on that. Very just quickly from all of us here at Rope Report, we would like to thank every single fan or follower or whatever who has donated or shared the soup kitchen fundraiser that we did. We raised 31,635, which Unbelievable. is Unbelievable. Just, Unbelievable. Yeah, what an effort. What an effort. You know, we're, we're, we're blown away by your generosity. Thank you so much. And, you know, we're, we're doing another one this month as well. Um, <laughs> a, few, a few of us have got together. We're going to do the 542 miles to the stadium of light at Wembley some of us are walking some of us are running I'm especially walking at the minute because I, I brought my foot in December so I'm trying my best to walk so we're doing that for the calm charity so same again if you can you know like or or donate we'd really really appreciate that yeah and we will be back as we touched on in 10 days time so take care of yourselves stay safe happy new year and we'll speak to you soon bye bye Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.